On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, Monster Prison makes Liz's meat suit all dewy. And Meg just took a DNA test. Turns out she's 100% that bitch. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And I'm Liz. And this week we're going to talk about Season 6, Episode 10, Caged Heat. I don't know why I said it that way. That seemed right. Because you kind of have to say it that okay. way. I think, you know, Caged Heat. Because it all sounds like kind of noir or like it's about like some police officers or like McNulty's in it. Like they just... I forgot what Cage Heat was actually about, but for some reason, I just think Nick Nolte. Uh, that checks out. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Let's go with that. So what's up? What, what is going on with Diana? Uh, Diana's trying not to lose her mind, but she has had an excellent uh, week or so since we've uh, passed spoken for the most part, um, mostly being that um, our um, new uh, music venue opened this past weekend. <clears throat> and uh was too much fanfare so if you I, I highly recommend going through and just googling longhorn saloon ballroom and be in <laughs> ballroom sorry and enjoying all of the wonderful press i think texas monthly uh like all sorts of one i was like i kept looking for you like i saw your boss with a lot of pictures and then like i was like i know where you were cropped out and i'm like uh no i got a couple good ones i'm in there somewhere um but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, it was a very successful, fun weekend with lots of great music and great people and a really beautiful installation of um, historical memorabilia of artists who have played the Longhorn Ballroom in the time for the last 73 years that it has been in existence. So it was really fucking cool. Um, I don't know. I don't, Anybody I don't, see a ghost yet? Uh, no, no signs of ghosts yet, but uh a nice array of music and attendees. So yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. I don't know how much. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like, so we had. And, I'll give a quick. I'll go. And quick, what quick else? Overview. What What else were you doing this weekend beyond you know, like opening a oh. an impressive music venue? Uh, what else was going on? Celebrating my birthday. Wasn't something. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, 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 Diana. It was her birthday week. It was. So. So yeah, we we did a nice ribbon cutting, and then we did. Um, we had a sleep with the wheel play and uh, the next night we had old crow medicine show and my friend Joshua Ray Walker opened and Robert O'Keen showed up and sat with me and my husband and our friends. And then he got on stage and did a song and he's supposed to be retired. So it's a big deal. And then the next night we had Caitlin Butts, whose shirt I'm wearing, sad yeehaw vibes. And, uh, then, um, Lucero played and then Morgan Wade played and it was good times. And then I ate a lot of cake and desserts and things and Mexican food on, not in that order, on Sunday. And then I ate a bunch of crawfish <laughs> and with friends for another friend's birthday. I'm not mad at that either. So, yeah, it's just been a lot. I'm, I'm, I am tired, if you will. <laughs> so, how about yes. you? Uh, uh, so, as if you're watching this on YouTube or our intros, you can tell I'm finally not in my you know locked in my childhood bedroom anymore i have escaped san antonio and um have been allowed to sort of 
give back to my life and not really like i'm still pretty much chained to a lot of things but um it's better at least like i have my space and the cat is very very excited uh she is just is like oh all this space is mine so that's pretty good but i also know that the other cats are still using the litter box because of the app so like i know like when the litter box cleans itself because it tells me that's so nice. i guess if anything like yeah, that's the, that's the update I get from my mom's house. Litter box cleaned itself. It's pretty good. That is good. That is good. I mean, what else? I was, you know. was going to talk about something else too, and I already forgot what it was. I'm also very tired. Bezos. Bezos. About what? Bezos. Is in about Bezos. Amazon. Alexa. Oh, oh, that finally um, I have put an Alexa device in my house. She kept whispering Bezos and I was like, it just kept going penis. That's all I, I could think. So, um, Dick ship. But because in this vain, this vain attempt to try and like keep track of my mother in another house, I have just, because I said vain and penis, now you're laughing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so... I, you know, was trying to make her home more smart, which is, you know, not an easy thing to do with a woman who is having, you know, memory loss issues and who doesn't really like today she called and asked me how to set the alarm and, you know, for her to get, get up in the morning because she's convinced that her other alarm clock that was easier, even though like it was always in some state of like half on and the clock was never right on it because she kept like hitting it. Um and now she just has to tell, you know, the, you know, I'm going to set, set alarms for everybody, but she just tells Alexa to set an alarm. And but I had it, to well, like, it's a technological walk. adjustment too. I mean, that's difficult. It is, but, you know, just like, okay, we're going to write this down. And again, you know, you say her name, say my name, say my name. And then, you know, you tell it what you want it to do. Right. And this is an alarm clock. So you tell the alarm clock to wake you up. I also realized because I've connected like the hubs between my, our houses mm -hmm. that I could probably just set that alarm clock for her. You probably could. That's probably yeah. accurate. But, but yeah, it's very creepy. I mean, the camera's turned off on it, but I mean, whatever it's going to, this house is getting smart, but you know, now we're just going to go all the way with it. Cause once it's there, I'm like, well, fuck it. Yeah. Like now this is yeah. going to become the Jetsons house. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go in, go all in. Yeah, I mean, why Auto else automate they, why everything? Else do this, like, yeah. If if I'm being surveilled, it might as well be worth it, right? Like yeah. someone better, like you know, I'll find a way to automate a robot bringing me wine, you know, Ooh. but not the Alexa robot, not that one. No, that not the one that wants to be your friend or whatever the whatever it is. Isn't it some weird thing? Yeah, the one. Yeah. I mean, I'll just like find a way to like animate a real sex doll. I don't know if like that's make more or less creepy. Is it, I mean, like, like she, like, maybe they, they can't wear walk. Clothes. So do you have to like put it on like a skateboard and let it? Like... I don't know. I'm betting, betting some of them can walk. I haven't checked. You know, oh. we should. You know, it's been a while since I dove into where the porn industry is. You know, with making make believe women. I'm sure they've gotten quite far, and that's you know where robotics will get its highest advance will be because of sex dolls. And that thanks porn. I'm trying to decide if that's more upsetting than AI or not. Well, every time, everything that has to do with the internet is all because of pornography. I mean, 
It's why we have video. It's why we have everything. So, I mean, and they're the ones who will make AI better than it needs to be. Because someone wants to do something weird with a doll. Uh, on that lovely note, <clears throat> why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about uh, this episode? Because I can't go down this path anymore. <laughs> Diana's like, I'm twitching. I'm oh. twitching a little. Yeah, I've been twitching all day, actually. So it's been one of those days. Uh, so this was season six, episode 10. This first aired December 3rd, 2010 and was directed by Bob Singer. The teleplay was by Brett Matthews. Remember him from Live Free, Twy Hard. And also uh, the story, he, he's got credit for the story, as does Jenny Klein, who was one of the damn it i'm gonna get it wrong i should have written it down but you know an assistant who basically had this idea mm -hmm. right so there you know i have seen some criticism of this episode um and i'm i will say well it's not my favorite episode it has two of my favorite lines from the entire series so okay you know I, easily lot. in my top five to ten yeah, top me probably like top five lines, maybe at least top ten, definitely. So, okay. and uh, now that I am back at home, I do finally have All your my materials. supernatural book. Yes, I know I have you know anecdotes and stories to tell, but the only I'm going to have one. I'll keep it for later. But okay. Anyway, so let's just jump into this and start off with oh. Crowley is tied to a chair. <laughs> And no, he's not tied. He's, he's chained. chained he's chained to a chair and very bloodied. Like he's if you're going to get, my, you're going to explain my fantasy. I want you to explain it correctly. Okay, now start again. Crowley is chained to a chair, and and it seems to be bloodied up a bit, as though he's been beaten a little bit, like the bad boy that he is. Is that better? Okay, you went real. Yes, you're welcome. Um, okay, now, but who's um, beating him up is the question. Yeah, so he's beating himself. <laughs> up, not off. Um, and apparently he is torturing slash questioning the um, the individual that's chained to the chair about purgatory. So as we can deduce as watchers of this show, the person in that is chained to the chair is not actually Crowley. But the person doing the beating and torturing and questioning is because he's the one that wants to know about purgatory. So, and then one of his questions is, are you the alpha? Um, and because, uh, or, or I have an alpha and um, I have this crazy blade that I can harm you with because you're a shifter. Okay, so the blade that he has, he's very happy with his, his very proud of his blade mm -hmm. right and he says it's made of iridium mm -hmm. and that it would, be, would have been cheaper to drop a castle on him yeah. all right so i of course went down an iridium rabbit hole including the fact that there is an entire satellite constellation named iridium like oh. there's a company named this and those satellites have like decayed and like started running into like you know other satellites causing all this space garbage like super rabbit hole but the average price for for iridium in 2021 was five thousand a hundred dollar five thousand one hundred U.S. dollars per troy ounce, and that was the highest value it was ever recorded. Uh, troy ounce is a stupid measurement system, right? 
And so basically it, a Troy grain. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not reading that. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. Okay. One Troy ounce equals about 31 grams, which is about a half a pound, right? So a pound of iridium is like $10,000. So that's like 10 K. So that knife, like what, how many like pounds do you think that knife is? Like a pound. Like I, if that, if probably less. It's not really that heavy. Right? Like, so, like, Unless what? it's, That's like, a like, super what? light metal, like, I don't know, and you need a shit ton of it to weigh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's, t- like, $10,000, which is far less than a castle. Hmm. That is a lot less than a castle. Listen, math. Sorry. So maybe Stop demons so can't proud math. Stop being so knife. Maybe demons can't math. Maybe. Math is hard. So, <clears throat> after a while, uh, they're they're going back and forth, and... Crowley uh, stabs him and tells him that he has a has. A, then he pulls out a baby monitor because he has a nursery full of shifters, and this is weird and creepy, and is going to kill them all. So bad. He's going to fillet and um, fillet them and toss their spines in your lap because that's dark and gross and creepy. Because there's this whole other ethical moral dilemma we've talked about about like. The shifters I'm killing thing. babies yeah. you're still killing babies yeah. I, I like i like crowley a little less <clears throat> at this moment mm-hmm. he's but, a little less sexy but our alpha shifter says kill them all we'll make more so crowley beheads him and then he's back in my book so you know but then like his head roll he he cuts his head off and then yeah. it just like rolls in the floor and then i'm just like i really want a crowley head well then crowley says kind of lost my head <laughs> all right so guess what we find another industrial site and it's nighttime yay and yay. Uh, baby rolls up with uh sam and dean and they pull a hooded rougarou out of Rougarou. the out of the out of the car and are handing it over to two demons no, no, no. They're handing them over to the world's sassiest demon. They are very he sassiest. is like officially the sassiest demon of all time. He is. Um, and uh, Dean wants to know where Crowley is, though. He's like, and this sassy, sassy demon's got got fucking jokes back, like he like like you would expect a sassy demon to do. He says something about banging a hooker in a sweet spot called "None of Your Business." Okay, Ooh, damn, but. It is not nearly as good as what he says when Teen wants to know if they'll ever see Crowley again. And I honestly remember watching this episode when it was, you know, first came out or when I, when I first saw it and immediately texting like my best friend and being like, oh my God, oh my God. So, I mean, do you want to, do you want to say it? You want I will, me to say I will it? leave you the honor of the delivery. So the sassiest demon puts on his sassy pants and he says, I'm sorry. I know you're speaking. I see your lips moving, but I can't understand what you're saying. Cause I don't speak little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just flaunts away with his Rougarou. <laughs> Drops his bike and leaves. Oh, Mike drop. Yeah. So uh, good. That, that line is. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, so Sam and Dean are back in there. Did it make, also, I just want to know, like, how did it make you feel? How did it make me feel? It was hilarious. Okay. I was like, Damn. it was a good one. 
So we got Sam and Dean back in their old house. Dean wants to be just is done working for Crowley and makes a really gross comment that I don't even want to repeat. But um, Sam's like, well, we don't really have a plan B. This is kind of the only way to get my soul back. So we kind of have to do it. But we get this conversation. And I think this is a carryover from the last episode. And it carries through this episode all the way to the end of it. With Dean asking Sam, does Sam really want his soul back? And can we even trust Crowley is the other question. And you know the answer is no. He doesn't have a soul. Why are you asking him? That question is stupid. But as they're in the middle of this conversation, he doesn't. Why would he care? He doesn't have a soul. Well, but Sam just disappears in the middle of the conversation. And Dean's kind of annoyed. And then he realizes, like, oh, shit, no, he disappeared, actually. (laughs) Gets his pistol out. I know. But there's part of me. It's just like, oh, I love you, Sam. Just walk away because you're tired of listening to Dean. So he finds Sam unconscious on the floor and then he, Dean gets bonked on the head like you do. And they get tied up with rope to chairs, to be clear, uh, facing And again, other. how is Sam getting knocked out if he doesn't sleep? Well, I guess getting knocked out is different than it. sleeping, right? I mean, is it that he can't okay. sleep or that he doesn't need to sleep? Well, I don't know. They just say he can't. I mean, I don't know if he tried. Like, do you like go through? Like, did he get some melatonin? Did he try and find like that right gigahertz of like sleep sound to like go through? Put on the eye mask. Yeah, maybe some CBD. Got some shit going for himself. I don't know. Get a CBD CBD gummies. (laughs) Uh, But you know, Sam is going to come to in his chair, and who and and who is it? That bitch, Meg. My favorite evil bitch. Yep, that bitch 100%. Meg is back. But in so, it- but now she is a hundred percent that bitch Meg. Then now she's she's just been elevated to a hundred percent that bitch. Hundred percent that bitch. Uh, yeah, but she wants to know where Crowley is. And this is kind of an interesting turn. She knows that they work for him, and Sam's like, "Look, we don't really need to talk to him. We don't fucking know where he is." Uh, but she's like, mm, "No, I want y'all to talk." So she's threatening to kill them. But, and there's so much sexual innuendo. She's laying it on thick. Uh, But Sam starts laughing in the middle of this as she's got a knife to Dean's throat. And Dean is not amused, but Sam has pieced together with Okay, but she's like, came out with, but she just says, okay, I just had this line mark though, because like, she's like, I'm officially over the foreplay. Satisfy me or I please myself. Yeah, she did. A hundred percent that bitch. Yes. But, Dean's not amused in this situation, but Sam, because probably because he's soulless, Sam is able to pr- see the, the very logical um, situation is that she's pissed because she can't hurt them because uh, she's on the run from. She needs to know the information. She's on the run from Crowley. So yeah, looking because she's a Lucifer, Lucifer loyalist. Yes, and I love the alliteration of that. I do too. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Good one. But Dean's comment is, I hope you both lose, which I think is funny. He's like, fuck Crowley, fuck Lucifer. I want you both to lose. Um, but Sam's like, well, hey, no, how about this? Why don't you work with us? Um, you will help you get to Crowley. But before you chop him to bits, we need information from him. And she's. And his delivery is delivery. His delivery as it's just, it's so good. It is. Uh, so Dean's hot. still not stoked on this plan. And um, 
it's it's we we learn here though that Meg apprenticed under Alistair in Hell, in addition as as did Dean, so she can probably make anyone, including Crowley, talk under torture. Just... And now it's time for hugs and puppies. Yay! All right. And at this point, you know, this is where you start seeing Meg's backup dancers. Yes. And I don't know, like, they're backup dancers from, like, the last Guar video or what. But one of them is just making, and this one, um, he's just, like, Mr. Clean. So probably. Go ahead. I I just called them Baldy and Ponytail here. So your names might be better. Yeah, so I think this one, he was in his Anthrax cover band. And so he just, like, makes this, like, meaningful eye contact with Dean. And Dean's just uncomfortable because he should be. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Stop looking at me. Yes. So, but they leave them, they leave the brothers tied up. But obviously, Sam and Dean are capable of getting themselves out when they have some time. So, and Dean is like really questioning um, what Sam's like doing here. He does not like this plan, and Sam. But Sam thinks it's a perfect way to get to Crowley. So, um, but it, Dean's like the but now. So we're gonna work with more. We don't like working with one demons. So we're gonna work with more demons. How does this solve anything? Um, and reminder, and this is a good reminder to me too. Meg's the responsible party for the death of both Ellen and Joe. So that's a big, difficult challenge to to yeah. ally with. Yeah, I and I think that is unforgivable, right? Like other like I like, can I was like, okay, like, working, get with the demon, working with a demon's one thing, but working with a demon that killed you know Ellen and Joe, to me that's unforgivable. Like I would never do that. That's yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, but Sam still Sam still's like, no, no, I got this. It's all logic, no emotion, and we're gonna screw her and her team too, so it's fine. Uh, I'm going to go get some insurance and his insurance is to walk (laughs) outside and start calling to Castiel and then no answer, of course, but then (laughs) I'm sure you love this too. He starts rambling on to the sky to trying to get Cast's attention about a gold box and Nazis and the Ark of the Covenant and melted faces and Cast appears quite quickly and Sam makes fun of him because that is the plot for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, literally the plot for Raiders. Uh, um, when does the new Raiders come out? I know we've gone off on this tangent before. I'm not doing it again. Okay, so. But Cass is mad. He's like, you fucking lied to me. I'm in the middle of a battle and it's not going great. And he's like, mm, no, you you owe me. Sorry. Cassiel, you've got to come help. Um, doesn't matter that you've got your pissing match with Raphael going on. And that if you don't help me, uh, I will hunt you down and kill you. That took a turn. Uh, so Castiel is not impressed by this threat, really. His response is, will... Well, but also, I'm just, yeah. Go ahead. He goes, will Wait. you, boy? How? <laughs> and this is where I'm just like, what the fuck, Cass? Like, he's watched you kill other demons. Like, I mean, other angels. Like, he knows how to kill angels. Yeah. But, and but so, Sam's like, yeah. no, I'll find a way. And I'm like, yeah, he's got that blade right there. He just stands yeah. there. Use that thing that's in his waistband. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> not, no, not an angel blade holster. <laughs> not an angel blade holster. So uh, next scene, we see Sam and Castiel walk in, and um, 
they just kind of played off like it's no big deal that he's there to help. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, kind of weird. So Dean does not know that Sam just threatened Castiel. Hmm. So Castiel's going to do is try to do a spell to try to source or try to locate Crowley. Doesn't work. So they've got to do it another way. And they're searching. And they're, you know, they're, they have, you know, they have to do some dick work. They have to do some dick work in Grandpappy Shack. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Sorry. So they're in Grandpappy Shack. And of course, here comes Grandpappy Samuel. Yeah. Good old Samuel walks in, busts them, and... They're like, hey, yeah, we didn't know where Crowley is. Uh, and um, Samuel's like, yeah, I'm not going to help you do this. And they figure out that what finally learn what Crowley has over Samuel. And it's that Crowley promised to bring back Mary if, Crowley, if, if Samuel works for him. And this is kind of like, oh, I found this really weird and sad. And I may be mad, too. Oh, no, the whole thing gets very weird and sad. As it goes through, it gets even weirder and creepier. But also just, like, what, so Crowley can just bring back anybody from the dead? Like, is there a limit on this? Like, It seems questionable. That seems like a very weird power for, like, people to have. Or demons, or king of hell, whatever. Like, there has to be a limit on it. There has to be a price on it. There has to be something. Like, you can't just bring people back willy-nilly. Like, I don't get how that works. And magic has consequences. Yeah balance in the universe and shit like i don't know it's just odd i don't like it and uh it doesn't yeah, really yeah also just samuel himself weird is weird like he's Super just creepy weird. like he's just creepy and you know like he's not a good grandpa that means also like a lot of grandpas are creepy so so basically samuel's trying to say like well you've you try to tell dean like the reason that you know, you don't care about bringing her back is because you learned how to live without her. Yeah, because their mother died when he was a small child. Why aren't you? Sh- it's why aren't so you trying fucked to bring up. Bring back your wife. Like, why are you bringing back your daughter? And he's like, it's just. It's Dean's like, this gross. is this is not. I don't right. know why it feels gross. It feels gross. It's it's just weird. It's just weird and odd. And it's not, it doesn't feel like it's pure. It seems to come from a place of pure selfishness, not out of love for anybody else. And that's what it is uncomfortable about it. So, um, but Dean calls out. Honestly, no, I'm not going to go straight up and say, nah, nah, it's, it seems incestuous. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel that tinge on it. Like he's too obsessed with his daughter. It's weird. So it's weird. And and Dean's calling him out. He's like, uh, this is not going to go anywhere good. And, um, you know, we're all family. And this is this. How are you? And that we've all fallen to this. This is our own family's Achilles Hill trying to bring somebody back. And how the fuck are you going to explain to her that you didn't help your grandsons, her children, and sold them out to a demon to bring her back from the dead? Like, I don't think that's going right? to fly. Like, Samuel has you not thought this that? through. You try to explain that? Like, Samuel yeah, has not Mary would be through. like, what the fuck? She'd like, like, like my son didn't have a soul. And you were like, just for, like, no, she would be so mad. Oh, furious. So anyways, I think that that's fucked. So they end up leaving without, without the real info. So um, we've got Sam, Dean, and Castiel sitting around. Well, Sam and Dean are researching. Castiel is watching television in you know, he's just watching TV sure. in the motel. 
What's he watching, Liz? Well, he's not just watching TV. He's watching porn. And why? Because it's there. Which is, like, frankly, I think how most porn gets watched. It's like, why are you watching that? What? I mean, it was there. Like, which is what always, like, whenever you see something on, like, a crime show where they talk about, like, or even, like, you know, true crime or, like, law and order type thing where they're, like, and they just, like, say, like, what porn was in his browser history. I'm like, are you sure, like, he didn't just, like, click on that? Like, he just saw, like, you know, it was just there. I mean, you know, so, you know, but anyways, I, he I is watching I the world. I can relate to Go ahead. that. I don't know. You don't spend enough time on Pornhub, I guess. So, but he, Castiel is watching like this pizza delivery guy porn, and is like the world's most wholesome porn. And compared to the porn of today, like, yeah, I kind of want to bring this back. Porn with a and, plot. Like, can we just have a market for like the go just this nice like retro porn? You know, like there's a plot. Like there's a pizza guy, and he like you know wants to you know do, you know deliver his pizza and get his dick sucked. Seems so nice. Oh, well, I like <sighs> Castiel's breakdown of it is it's complex. If he, if the pizza man truly loves his babysitter, why does he keep slapping her rear? The, the yeah. age old questions. <laughs> the age old question, and you know this makes Sam and Dean very uncomfortable. But it's somehow Cass has a boner. Yeah, yeah. He's also very like excited, like just interested in the fact that he has wood. Like, is, is this the first time Jimmy's gotten an erection? Well, not Jimmy, because Jimmy had a kid. But, I mean, Cass in Jimmy. Well, probably. Maybe? That's possible. I mean, like, don't men just have boners, like, of their own accord? Like, as far as I understand, that shit just happens sometimes. I don't know. Does does the uh, angel sleep? Because that's the thing, right? When you wake up. I don't know. Do angels get morning wood? Let us know in the comments. All right. So Samuel comes in. Yeah. So Samuel shows up. <laughs> Which is also like, Real they awkward. are not nearly as embarrassed as they should be about the porn? for the grandpa watching in on them watching porn. I don't care who you are. That shit's embarrassing. Yeah, it's awkward. Um, and uh, yeah, he, and he calls him out for it, but <laughs> oh well. So uh, Samuel tells him, look, okay, because- So he's just like... He, He's oh, sorry. Are you going to tell the line or not? No, I was going to skip it, but go for it. Yeah. So Samuel is just like, so yo, this is what you do. Like sit around watching pornos with angels and Cass just goes, we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> Cause he just got it's scolded. Adorable. It is. But Samuel it came it. around a little bit. Cause he's like, look, this is what Mary would want. Here's a map. And this is where Crowley has been taking all the monsters for torture. And, but yeah, it's yeah. a fucking death trap. I wish you wouldn't do this. Um, and um, Sam invites him to join. He's like, I may be soft, but I'm not suicidal. Well, and Sam, like, s- sincerely, and this is also what's, I don't know. Like, so there's so many problems with soul with Sam, right? Because how, like, now he's, he was, he was sincere. He was like, come with this. Like, yeah. Or maybe he just thinks that's what he's supposed to say. Well, maybe that and just probably betting the odds of like more help means better odds for them and someone that knows the place. I don't know. There's probably a lot to that. So we get Sam, Dean, and Cass meet up with Meg and now three of her minions. She immediately makes Yeah, and her her merry band of demons. Yeah. Back to, back they just got back from their from their uh their nightly gig at you know gill's roadhouse uh where they do all classic southern rock covers of course 
And uh, she makes a Clarence joke. Um, and Castiel promptly calls them all abominations. And then Meg says, also, the, the thing that is in my top five lines, along with the other one, is Meg tells him, and also I think this is why I love, like, Rachel Minor, just, like, the delivery of this line is so good. Like, and the and the chemistry between Cass and Meg is awesome, right? Yeah. And so and she just, like, turns him, she's just like, keep talking dirty, makes my meat suit all dewy. <sighs> so good her delivery was just oh so awesome yeah i know you're hung but it was so good yeah so sam says look we're going together you need to give me your fucking demon knife and she does and he immediately stabs one of the demons uh and he says yes look, the uh the rob halford uh yeah, the, the rob halford one. wannabe <laughs> Because he's like, look, that one was more interested in killing Sam and I, or Sam and Dean, than it was our job. So I just did us all a favor. Oh, or was he just making a statement? Or was he actually saving them all a hit? Because he could read that. Um. So yeah, and this gets very sharks and jetsy. You know, he just there's like, a lot of mean mugging. knife. Yeah. And then Meg's like, hey, and Sam's like, take it from the first and meet you by the soda fountain in an hour. Yeah. When you're a jet, you rack a gun for no reason. Mm-hmm. He's just like racking his gun by the why are you racking your gun? And very ominous. Music. Okay, whatever. So yep. we've got them prepping and, and Castiel is not stoked about this plan. Uh, and especially, you know, we're breaking into, as Dean calls it, monster gitmo. It's not ideal. And that is not exactly a two for one in the champagne room. Mm. And mm-hmm. But Castiel starts relaying some interesting information that we have not heard or been privy to before. And that is that it might not be that wise to get Sam's soul back, actually. It has been locked in a cage with Michael and Lucifer for more than a year, and they've had nothing to do except for take out their frustrations on it. The soul could be mutilated and putting it could be catastrophic to put it back inside Sam, which would be worse than death. He probably won't be fine. He might be like a, a catatonic. It's not good. It's very it's like it's very confusing too because it's just like it's like the you know their catnip banana toy, and they're tossing it back and forth like the soul. But I'm like, okay, I guess maybe just as I don't. What the fuck is, I guess, like, is it like a soul material? Like, what are they Well, I mean, I guess if he's going to give it back, it it has to be somewhat tangible, right? Because how are you going to return? How could it be locked in a box and be returned to its owner if it wasn't somewhat tangible? Maybe it's only tangible in hell. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, if you can tell us what a soul is, we'd also appreciate that. I mean, if you can tell me what a soul is, you've got way bigger things than sharing it with our podcast. No, um, you share it with me because, and then that goes right right into my cult. So we're outside this asylum, right? And so if you read the transcript for this, this is like one of my favorite things ever. And you hear, you obviously you learn the line later, but this, in the transcript it says, "Exterior, outside, Crowley's monster prison." Crowley's and monster prison. I want monster prison to be a TV show. Please, Netflix, make that happen. And that can happen in many other ways. But but since we are going to visit this monster prison, I'm going to take Diana on a stroll through monster prison. Okay. So she's going to meet all our inmates. Well, 
more accurately, I'm going to quiz her about the inmates that are inside Monster Prison. Okay. Okay. And all of the answers to this are going to be based on supernatural lore. Not Liz lore or the lore in the world in general. I don't know why I think like Liz lore is like, you know, that's the shit that's correct is what I tell you. But this is going to be based on what's in the show. Okay. Okay. All right. So in question, so question number one, in season one, episode six, a shapeshifter takes on someone's form and says, see, deep down, I'm just jealous. You got friends. You could have a life. Me? I know I'm a freak. And sooner or later, everybody's going to leave me. Whose form is that shapeshifter taking? These will not be multiple choice. Dean? It is Dean! Woo! Yeah. All right. So in question number two, in season two, episode six, the bank employee Ronald works out that something not human is behind the crimes, but he doesn't identify it as a shapeshifter. What does Ronald think it is i can give you a hint but i won't give you multiple choice i know i mean i remember the episode i'm thinking i just can't remember did he think it was an alien that's what i don't remember now damn it no you want a hint yeah no you just want to get it wrong okay it was a mandroid <laughs> that's right mandroid Ah. Oh. Yes, I was in the hint was me part man, part machine. And so I was sorry. Did they creep you out? I took, okay. I took the loss. Question number three. You have to take the loss, man. All right. So you're you're even out to zero now, right? You know that. Mm -hmm. All right. In season four, episode five, a shapeshifter appears as classic Hollywood monsters. Mm -hmm. Dracula, Wolfman, the Mummy. Mm -hmm. What festival is happening in the town? such a good episode too hmm it was a German festival was it Oktoberfest what, okay it was Oktoberfest alright you're back up you're back up also you say it was a German festival like what other German festival <laughs> Yeah, could it be? It's sad that took me a minute. Oh, there's some bitches with beer mugs and freaking like later hose and dirndls. Yeah, there. I always, I, I really know I need a dirndl. Like I'm kind of like made for. I think actually my ancestors are were you know poured into dirndls for to yeah. Anyways, okay. So question number four. In season six, a shapeshift, uh, sorry, season six, episode two, a shapeshifter is imitating men, impregnating their partners, and then returning when the child is six months old to kidnap it. Sam and Dean rescue one of them. What do they name it? It's like Bobby John, right? It is Bobby John. Um, ah! Yeah. Like a Diana retaining knowledge. All right. Question number five. 
According to the lore in season four, episode four, Metamorphosis, the Rougarou is a result of a genetic mutation. What act triggers them to turn into a monster? Oh, I can't remember. I forgot. You give up. I give up. It's eating a person. Oh, yeah. I thought it was eating something. Enjoying the log pig. I was like, mm. Yep, yeah. chowing down on a person. All yeah. right, so you're down to one. But I got to say Rougarou again. All right, question number six. In season two, episode 20, after he is poisoned by a djinn, Dean lands in a wish verse that's based on his innermost desire. Mm. Mm-hmm. What was Dean's desire? I'm I'm trying to remember. I feel like Mary was had something to do with it. Does that check out? Yeah, he was Mary was alive. It checks out. Yeah, it was it was that Mary had not been killed. Yeah. And so he yeah. and Sam were not hunters. Right. They were they were friends. they were he was like yeah. a mechanic and she was alive. Yeah. Yep, yep. And all right. So question number seven. Ghouls, ghouls, ghouls. According to season four, episode 19, ghouls take the form of what? I mean, they're people that eat people, right? I mean. People, people who who eat eat people. people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. They're kind of like zombies, but not. Yeah, so they, well, yeah, but so they, they take the form of, of the, what they ate, the person they ate. Yes. You are what you eat. Ugh. Yes. So they take the form of the last person they ate. Okay, so wait, now you're three or you're two? I, I'm not good at math. Okay, so number eight, ghoul still. How do you kill a ghoul? I forgot. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hmm. I don't remember. I'm going to have to take a loss on that one. I don't remember. You take off their head. Damn it. When in doubt, decapitation. So in, Why didn't I just say that? So when in doubt, yeah, when in doubt, take off their head. Yeah. Uh, so, Gosh. well, where we typically learn this, and it does happen again in this episode, uh, after we, you, um, I guess before, we, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in season four, episode 19, Jump the Shark, we saw that when Dean, um, no, Sam decapitated Adam's mom with a shotgun Ugh. just by blowing off her head. And Dean bashed in the, his brother's brains, which is, okay, this show is really disturbing. Okay, question number nine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> According to season one, episode 20, Dead Man's Blood, a vampire is created when a person ingests vampire blood. Right. But the transformation is not complete until what? Until they drink from another human. Correct. Woo. Yeah. Get the vampire lore on. And we'll, we'll finish out with one final, final question. Yes. In season six, episode five, Live Free or Twy Hard, mm-hmm. Sam and Dean are investigating the disappearance of girls. What was the name of the last victim who had an obsession with vampire poetry? Like 
I want to say it was Kristen, but I'm not sure. No. It was! It was Kristen! Awesome. Woo! Yay! All nice. right, Diana. I got seven right. Yay! I'm going to start making it like a cosmo like, I'm going to make it like a cosmopolitan quiz. Okay. Next time there will be categories based on how many you get right. Uh, so with that, I will say you are a supernatural phenomenal fan and you have been paying well attention to your monsters. Yay. <sighs> so now <sighs> we enter monster the jail. world's best haunted house. Monster jail. Yay. Monster jail. Um, Yay. Monster jail, which really does like, I'm pretty sure like 75% of how one yes it should definitely be a show but also like i'm pretty sure there are haunted house yeah production companies that make this haunted house i think so too happen like every year yeah yeah so castiel is able to get them inside but they're like this is too fucking easy but oh well so they're gonna start searching like they do and they're walking past cells and they do get like you get a good startle moment when something flashes its face and screaming in one of the one of the windows in one of the cells and then we walk by um the female gin that we saw get captured earlier this season so that was interesting too um and she is chained up and begging them for help it's kind of sad actually but they don't help they just keep walking um so they're walking but then castiel hears something so he tells them to wait and oh no guess what him and meg here the guard dogs are there what kind of guard dogs does Crowley have? Hellhounds, of course. Duh. Of course. <clears throat> so they start running and two of the backup dancers get taken down by the hellhounds. But luckily, Meg. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Meg, Castiel, Sam, and Dean are able to close some double doors and block them. But it's not going to hold the hellhounds for long because those motherfuckers. Oof. <clears throat> And they think they're like, hey. oh damn it! I think I missed. Yeah, I missed one of my lines. Sorry. Um, when one of them got eaten, was going to say the bass player from that Fish cover band. <laughs> so um, Meg's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to cock smoke out. I didn't know this was going to happen, but I'll be pulling for you from Cleveland. Seacrest out is what she says. Seacrest out. But uh oh, doesn't work. You can't. She can't. You stuck. Can't do it inside the walls of the monster prison. So Sam's like, well, here, why don't I give you um, the blade, you know, the demon blade, and you can well, hold And Dean dolphin. also says, <laughs> Dean also tells her that karma's a bitch, bitch. So yeah. burn, Dean, burn. Uh, no, you're not, the, you're not as good as Meg. Sorry. But so Sam's like, take, I want you to keep, take the demon blade back and you can hold the dogs off. And she's like, hmm. No, you, you need to keep that because you've got to go kill the swarmy dick, as she refers to Crowley. I thought you'd like that one, too. Um, but and then then shit gets weird. Because she or goes, hot. I don't care. Like, whichever, whichever yeah. way you want to say it. I mean, weird can be hot. I'm just saying it's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, weird is probably generally hot. So, so yeah. she walks up to castiel and kisses him and does he you know recoil in disgust because she's an abomination oh no no he turns her around and makes out with her against the wall while she is slowly stealing yes. his angel blade 
Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got his her hand in his pants and taking out his blade, uh, or it is probably his trench coat, but whatever. But also, just like that, like guys, if you don't know this, every woman wants that. Every woman wants to turn around and push against the wall and kiss him. That thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, only consensually. Consensually, we right. want that. Yes. Like, don't do that to random think, women on the street. Like when the nice kiss do- starts and it's mutual. And then it, and then the passion grows mutually. Yes, and, and then the passion that builds. Yes, she that. gets him first, and then he gets. Yeah. That was hot. It was <laughs> just, yeah, it was. <clears throat> so, and apparently, that porn was really good. Yeah, because Castiel makes a reference to the pizza man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so now she's going to take the angel blade and hold off the hellhounds um, while the while Cass, Sam, and Dean run, make a run for it. That's pretty impressed. She is, and she's gonna stab our poor invisible puppers. Yeah. Exactly. But then we see our three amigos walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on the stairs and looking around, and then there's a bright light, and Castiel disappears. Oh shit! Someone angel booped out Cass. Who was it? Oh, <gasps> fucking Samuel. Fucking Samuel has the little angel sigil thingy on the wall and pushed his hand on it to make the angel sigil angel sigil thingy is what I wrote. It's just like, oh, that's how, that's how Mike's Diana's mind. favorite angel sigil thingy. Yeah. And yeah, and he just he sold out his his grandson. son, like his grandsons and Yeah. And demons grab Sam and Dean. Um and Crowley's there and is like, mm, yeah calls Samuel the best purchase I've made since Dick Cheney. Yeah. And um, for for children of today, I don't know, this is what the internet's for. Go look it up. Yeah. All right. So Crowley says he's going to do away with him and he has the demon lackeys taken to his cell. And this, I'm like, why don't you just kill them? Because he's gonna make it complicated and drawn out, like like he does. I think, yeah, and, and perhaps like he had like a, an arrangement with Samuel, like maybe Samuel was decent enough to say like, "Don't kill them," like right. you can't kill them for something. Maybe, maybe, but so um, he locks them up in separate rooms, and and we cut back to Meg. Meg has been able to kill the Hellhounds. It's fairly impressive, um, but she's also injured. And then she is. She killed a bunch of dogs. Yeah. She's walking down the hall. And oh, guess who's there? Demon Christian. Fucking Parker. And he hits her. God. And takes the knife. Yeah. He takes the angel blade. Yeah. Not good. So we cut back to to the cell that that Dean is in, and he's yelling to Sam because they're in cell adjacent cells because of course they are. But he's standing in P. Ew. And I said maybe iguana thieves are in there too. <laughs> because that is what our guide in Honduras told it's us about in the jail that everybody peed peed everywhere. Yeah. So But Dean's re- or Sam's response is consider yourself lucky. <laughs> so I guess Sam's standing in something worse. Um yeah. then Samuel shows up to visit Dean at his cell. Like, how dare he show his face? But what a little asshole. And he opens up the little jail people. The jail people. Now, I, I don't know what to call I the jail people. And I think we've discussed this before. There has to be a word for this. Someone tell us what the fuck a jail people is called. Yeah. So 
Dean calls Samuel out for not putting blood first, but he's like, no, you chose Samuel's like, no, you chose Sam over your mom. And Dean's like, what are you talking the about? Fuck? You're choosing a demon <laughs> over your grandsons. And, um, and, but Samuel's like, I don't even fucking know you guys. Who are you to me? Um, and, and that really just sets Dean off. He's like, next time you see me, I'll be there to kill you. Because you're a terrible person. Yeah, sorry, grandpappy. Yeah, yeah, there's just some super family drama. And then the cell opens and our Miami Vice Club bouncers are there. And they're going to take him out while Sam paces. Yeah. Um, and Christian now has uh, Meg strapped to uh, the same table type of table that Ruby was strapped to in the past. Um and it's and I don't like it. Still don't no, like it. It's real weird. Quote, it's so weird. Carve information out of her. Ugh. Don't like it. Yeah. Well, and while that's going I hate on, th- I also just really hate that weird chin strap. <sighs> I think like that's what like it's not even like why do you have like why is this weird band across her crotch? Yeah. Like that's what like and then you got one weird one across her nipples, yeah. and then you've got the weird chin chin. Didn't was the chin one to keep them from opening their mouth to cock smoke out? Smoke I think out, it's but to keep them from like cock smoking uh, out. But in that building anyway, you can just put a devil's trap over their head. I don't know. So, like, what you don't need, like, whatever this is. I don't know. I don't like so it. So, Christian's it, carving up Meg on the creepy table. Dean's getting led away by demons to God knows where. And Sam is in his cell and crouches down real creepy and bites his own wrist and to make himself bleed. What is smiles on his arm? Hot. It's just weird. Dean's in this weird room with tubs full of entrails and other things, bloody plastic sheeting on the wall. Like I don't really know what this place is. It might have been. He's a bath. in the haunt. This he's in Asylum Thirteen. Like this is the haunted house that's being put out this year. But also he's pulling back curtains. Like you don't do no. that. No, you don't go. No, you leave that curtain alone. You don't want to like, know what's behind, behind it. You don't need to know. Mm-mm. No, you don't, sir. Mm-mm. And the demons throw two guys in there that are kind of bloodied up, and they call Dean breakfast. So I don't really know what these guys are, though. They don't really say. They just kind of throw these guys in there. They're ghouls. Oh, okay. I was unclear. It comes out somewhere in here, and somehow we know they're ghouls. I think he says it. I think he, I think he tells Sam. Oh. But, um, uh, or it's like how like he decapitates when they're fighting. Got it. <clears throat> and then while that's going on, which is not going to be good, two demons go get Sam and tell him he's going to join their brother. But... Ends up, guess what Sam cleverly did with that blood he drew it from his own arm? Draw a fucking devil's trap, like you suggested, on the ceiling in blood. And we get a real creepy smile, though, from Sam. The bloody it's, smile. He's got total fruit punch mouth. And, like, that's a lot of, like, that was a very large circle. And I guess, like, he wanted to get them both in there. But so, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, you, you, you nod out a bunch of your arm. That's a lot. <laughs> okay all right so then we cut back to christian torturing poor meg and well dean's fighting off these two these two ghouls and yelling while sam is trying to find him sam finds the room pulls a pipe out the wall and fucking baseball bat beans these two motherfuckers in the head and then stabs them was it hot was it hot 
Yeah, it was <laughs> I mean, like he ripped a fucking pipe off the wall. It was like, pretty impressive. The... And then like full on swings this po- this pipe like a baseball bat and just like boom on the, both these guys was also very dominic toretto in fast and the furious nine oh. when he like has the wrench and he's beating the dad the guy who's like responsible for it anyways uh so yeah i think it probably had some some cross things to fast but anyway so he's just beating these ghouls with the pipe and then stabs him um but this is what was going on while Ma- meg is being tortured by christian and she continues, she ha- she is on point with her sexual innuendo and references. That is for sure. And they're still making all these jokes. But um, then she starts laughing. And he- and Christian's not really sure why. He's very confused because she's Well, before she gets pain. to that laughter, she does say, like, this one thing that was like, this was pre-Me Too, where she says, this body was an actress who went to L.A. and this is not the worst thing that happened to her, probably. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's dark. That's dark, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but so then she starts laughing. Because Christian gets stabbed from behind with the demon blade by Dean. Oh, oh. And Gladly. They, and they freeze. Dean is just, just like, wee! Like, you've never seen somebody so happily stab somebody. Yeah, and you know he's been wanting to, like, do this for, for, for a while. Oh, yeah. Just like, that guy was mm, yeah. And then he unties Meg. The extra stubby. And I think this is kind of interesting. So I know it, it, it is. I wasn't surprised. But Dean's been so resistant to help to working with demons, but he was still willing to go save Meg. So that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, that intends that, you know, being like, you know, if and it's, it's kind of a Winchester thing too. Like once you're in the fight with them, like you're in the fight with them. Right. Even like, if even if you're a demon, we're not going to go back. Like it just, you were in the fight together, you know, and we'll, we'll sort our other shit out later. But we have a common purpose right now, and it's Crowley. Yeah. Well, Crowley's, speaking of, going to visit our Jin and asks her if she's feeling chatty because he wants to know about her daddy. She's just the cutest. Like, this is Brigitte, and you Mm -hmm. you remember her from, she's the one who poisoned Dean. But she's just the cutest little goth girl. I love her. And, but while he's talking to her, one of the alarm bells goes off, like a fire alarm goes off in the building. So he has to go examine, you know, go find out the source of that. And who does he find? Dead Christian and Dean. Yay, dead Christian. And so Sam bonks him on the head from behind, and there's a devil trap on the ceiling. So Crawley is kind of kind of sort of trapped for a moment. He is trapped. Yeah. And Meg is there also, and she comes out. He uh Crowley promptly calls her a whore. Well, it, but it was also, he calls her a whore, but it was also just in a lovely exchange because she goes, Crowley, and then he goes, whore. And so just like the pacing yeah. of that, like, I just like that, that timing of it. It was just, it was so good. And so, but then I kind of like flash back to, you know, because Sam wants his soul back. Mm-hmm. And it is like in my brain, I always go back to Crowley mocking Bobby when he wanted his soul back. He's like, I want my soul back, you idiot. Yeah. And so, like, that's all I could think of right here is Crowley being like, I want my soul back, you idiot. <laughs> well, somehow Meg has some like crazy demon powers to be able to harm Crowley without sure. even touching him. 
So she like she Jane like Alistair. bad bad bitch bad bitch demon powers. I don't know. She's a hundred percent that bitch. I told uh, you, you right. She was like pew. Uh, and while she's doing this to as her torture, to, she's trying. So basically, she's torturing Crowley without touching him. And Sam says he wants his soul back. Um, and uh, anyways, it, it, it's just all weird. But Crowley's like no. Mm. So there's. It's, well, it's he's, he says, exchange. no, you can't get it, you can't get it back. And, you know, basically it's like, he's useless and he's mag, but then like, and I'm just going to kind of jump you know, some things, but he really kind of reiterates, Sam, you don't want this back. He says exactly what Castiel and Dean discussed. He says the same thing unprompted that basically you don't want that back. You're going to be fucked up and it's probably going to kill you or worse. If we put your soul back in you now, because it's been there for so long. And Sam's like, and Dean's a very upset by this. He Dean cannot accept that this is the truth in this situation. He is just like, I don't know. He wants his soul bad. bad. He is just like, I need, I need Sam's soul. And he's just like really stuck on this. Yeah. And so Meg um, has the demon blade. And says, look, will you let me back out of the, out of the devil's trap? Um, and sure. And they're like, cause Crowley's useless. So she's going to go for him. And yeah. she's, you know, so calls Crowley pompous and says, this is for Lucifer. But as soon as she steps inside the devil's trap, he like body slams her and throws the demon blade into the devil's trap in the ceiling. Yeah, Meg. Oh shit, you're fighting above your weight class here, honey. Like maybe this wasn't the best idea. Uh oh. And then he demon flings Sam and Dean across the room and has Meg held at knife point. But and I just yeah. Who flaps in? Cass flaps in, and we get a very snarky Crowley saying, "Cass, I haven't seen you all season," mm. which is. This is the first time they've seen each other. Like Cass and Crowley have been in a scene together all season. So, but um, and but Crowley's prodding him a little bit. We get a little bit more detail about what's going on in the war, and he's like, "Yeah, it sounds like you're losing to Raphael. It makes Vietnam look like a roller derby." And I was like, "Oh, it's a roller derby reference. Roller derby." <laughs> so, what is Cass? Also, like roller derby is like. I don't want things. Well, I guess compared to Vietnam. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But y'all bitches were gross and mean. <gasps> gross and mean. Oh, what kind of pretty? Yeah, kind of um. So, but Castiel's carrying a bag, and and what's in this bag? What could it be? <gasps> <gasps> he's got a boner for Crowley. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Second time this episode, he's gotten a boner. No. Um. Oh, damn. All right. Okay. So we're just, we're on fire right now. So, yeah. So Castiel has Crowley's bones and is basically like, yeah, you didn't like hide these as well as you thought you did. So, uh, can you, I'm going to ask you the questions now. Can you restore Sam's soul or not? And no, Crowley says, I can't. So and he just torches him, which is also like I kind of like appreciate this because I'm just like, okay, finally, like someone does something decisive. Okay, like, can you help me? No, cool, cool. peace out, bitch. We're moving on to the next thing. And Sam, he gone. Yeah, and Sam pulls the knife from the ashes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. 
And Meg's gone too, though. She has. She has vanished because she's smart. She's just, yeah, she she disappeared. And yeah, and so, but but of course, we have to get a crack from Dean about. I don't like it. So the crack is that. Dean says he would have given Cass an hour with her before he killed her. And it's, it's funny because Cass is like, I don't understand why. Mm -hmm. So the joke is that Cass doesn't understand why he would want an out, but, but it's not funny because it's gross. gross. So vomity gross. Okay. And a woman was a showrunner right now guys so yeah Yeah. okay so at the car Cass is like he's 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 we're doing some you know confessionals like we do at the end of the episode by the car it's what we do by baby we talk it out and Castiel is like yeah Crowley's right it's not going well for me up there uh there's not really anything you can do but I just thought you should know and they're like, look, we're your friends, so we get it. You go do what you need to do, but if there's something we can do, we'll help. So, um, but Sam and Dean now have to discuss the practicality of what's in front of them. But also Sam says, you know, if you really want to help, there is a prison full of monsters. Yeah, that's what I say. That's, that's the practicality. We have a prison full yeah. of monsters. We can't leave them and we can't let them go. Because <sighs> yeah, they're just not going to kill themselves. No. And so... But I mean, so part is just like, well, poor, you're going to go kill poor Brigitte. Like, even though like she already poisoned Dean, like that poor bitch, like I think she like paid like her debt back when she got tortured by Crowley for so long. Like, so he's just going to go kill all these deep, all these monsters and demons, but just all these monsters. And yeah, so he's euthanizing the prison. That was, that's dark. Ew. So dark. It's so dark. And so I don't know. I now I'm my show of monster prisons never gonna happen. That's pretty yeah, it's not good. So mm. we've got Sam and Dean though discussing what's next because they still don't have an answer. They still now they've got feedback on the potential to retrieve Sam's soul and they're gonna talk about it. Dean's like, well, we just gotta figure out a different way to get it, because he's not hearing what everybody's telling him. And Sam's like, no, both angels and demons are agreeing this is not good. That's a pretty big sign that it's not good. Uh, and I don't want it back. If that's the case, I'm better off without it. Right? Like, if someone came to you and was like, would you, like, we can do this thing that's going to possibly, I don't know, there's a very big conundrum that's in here. Because, but once again, Sam doesn't know. Sam can't make this decision because he doesn't have a soul. Right. And and that's if you're yeah. going on the basis of what a soul is, he cannot logically make that decision Correct. for himself. You have to someone with a soul is the one who has to like weigh those choices. And frankly, if I was given it's kind of you know, I mean probably would come down to like the idea of, you know, like living wills and shit. Like would you rather risk, you know, your person being a vegetable or something like that, or you know, than having a soul. And like being somewhat being better, hmm. and I I also want to argue that Sam's not better with a soul. He is much more attractive this way. That's that's very complicated. I'm not going to unpack that today, but um, but yeah. So Dean though is yeah, you're like we said he's not he is not sold. Uh, oh, 
on letting on on, on not getting Sam's soul back. So he just tells Sam that he's like, you're wrong. But what does Sam do? He just walks away. He's not going to have the argument. There's no point with Dean. Dean doesn't. Don't walk away, Sam. I feel like I would feel strongly. I get it. But he is not hearing what the warning that he's being given is here. And I think that there's some real process. He has to process the information. He hasn't done that. He's not. He's. He's hearing, but he's not listening. He's not listening. He's not listening. You have to listen, Dean. That's part of but I mean, also, I mean, again, Sam can't make that decision right. for that, himself. That but also, like, why do you hate the Sam so much, Dean? He's a little creepy, he's but like, creepy. he's the better hunter, though. Eh, I'd bang him. All right, so do we have a casting couch? Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. I, I have, we do have some casting couch today. Uh, so. We are uh, going to talk about one specific person only because we've seen all of these people pretty much before. So, um, and that is one of Crowley's minions who says your favorite line about being a little bitch. Um, he is uh, played by Conrad Coates and Conrad Coates has a pretty extensive career. It goes back to 1989, uh, a significant number of appearances on like, single episodes of television shows, TV movies, and smaller roles in feature films. I'll give a quick, like there's so, there's a lot. So I'm going to do a, just kind of like a hit list of, of some of the, the things you may recognize him for, from. Um, Halad in La Femme Nikita series. Uh, Ag- I love La Femme Nikita. Yeah, uh, Agent Hauser in The Sentinel, the movie. Um, Valentine in Kyle XY. He's an ongoing character. Hephaestus in the movie. Percy Jackson in The Lightning Thief, that one. Um, uh, Bartik in Tron Legacy. Um, he was a Pentagon General Fields in X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, Terrell in Star Trek Discovery, uh, Dionysus Johnson in Welcome to Marwin, uh, Dwyer in Shadowhunters, and Dennis Latham in, I only added this one for you, in Escaping the Nixium Cult. So, I like your cult shows, so. I do, and I'm pretty sure I've seen that. I don't know. Although I mean, like after a while, like I saw so many. Like you can only see so many things of the Nexium cult before you're just like, yeah, y'all are just blaming Allison for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So as I know, we started at the beginning of this episode with me talking about how gross burping is, <clears throat> and now I'm burping as we get into the conclusion of the episode. This as karma's a bitch, bitch. All right, so. What did you think of this episode? So in some ways it was super fun. Uh, I think it had a really good plot um, driver on the soul conversation, but I also felt like it was kind of throwaway. Like it was fun. It had good lines and things and that carried on the conversation about the soul. I just, I mean, other than I mean, like we, we lost Crowley, that's a big deal. 
I guess. And then um, but... and Samuel's a dick, but it, okay. But we got, so got I mean, like with Meg, kind of, but she bailed, so not really. Do you really think Crowley's dead? Oh no, of course not. I'm like, it was like, it was like, okay, like a season. Hold on, I'm six. far enough into this series to know that I never trust if someone's dead. Yeah, you never trust anybody. You know, never trust anybody's going to be dead. But yeah. yeah, I do feel I agree that it, there's like that throwaway thing. It doesn't but... make it not fun. It was an enjoyable episode overall. I felt like uh, it just was. It didn't feel like it was a a, a heavy hitter, if you will. Yeah, I think it was clever, like yeah. the writing was clever enough that it made me interested in the episode. Yeah. And also Monster Prison, I love this concept. concept. And so because we have been so long without Liz's books, I've missed them so. And um, there was something about this episode that I did want to read from the Supernatural Companion. And so apparently there is supposed to be like a Cthulhu type like monster in this. But basically it just got too expensive. Um, but in the first draft, Dean gets thrown into this underground pit where there's just sand and a huge trough of water. He starts digging and finds a bone and realizes he's been thrown into a monster pen. Then this huge tentacle reaches up and grabs him and sucks him under. Sam bursts out, busts out with a fire axe and chops the tentacle off and pulls him out. But Dean's legs all messed up. It was going to be this very bold step into the realm of monster, but it was just too expensive. And then goes da 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 And then... In the mid-season shooting break, Bob Singer was less convinced than the rest of us, but Eric was like, no, no, we can do it. So we thought, great. But so many other things in the episode were so ambitious that it became the thing that went away. And ghouls are good, but I think we will always miss the tentacle. Ooh. I do love that Brett Matthews is like, the ghouls are good, but we will always miss the tentacle. The tentacle. Not testicles, tentacle. It is very dramatic. But I mean, but so this idea of monster prison, like I really, I think it's highly enjoyable for the show and I really wish it had been fleshed out more. Yeah. I feel like they could have done so much more with it if they were really going down that path. I feel like we we missed a little bit with there, but. I mean, great. We have seen, we had seen this, like, you know, uh, Whedon did it in Buffy when they had uh, the. The thing below the college, oh God, the Adam season, whatever. But, you know, they had like, you know, the hostels in there. Yeah. So they did that. But, you know, I think it could have been fun to have like this kind of like your memory lane of like, these are the demons. And, we, and they kind of did it, but it was less obvious than like, you're going to a zoo. Do I just want to go to a monster zoo? Yes. yes. I think that's it. I think I just want to go to a monster zoo. It'd be less sad than a monster prison. It is. I mean, you know, would ethically, like, ethical monster zoo made for the understanding of conservation and rescue of. Oh, said no, just monsters. go to monster prison. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So, on that note, anything else? You good? I'm good. Okay. All right. Cheers, Rick. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.